Relief Factor is our sponsor this half hour. I am here today. Uh, 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 quite a lot of that due to Relief Factor. Relief Factor is something that I was at the end of my rope. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore and uh, couldn't take the pain and just wanted to go away. And uh, much to Media Matters' chagrin, Relief Factor stepped in my life. Uh, So you blame uh, Relief Factor. You blame Relief Factor, not me. Uh, And Relief Factor has really reduced my pain. It could work for you. It works for 70% of the people who take it. Could work for you. Try it for three weeks. If it works, you get your life back. Trust me, I did. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are in a place to where um, the Democrats hope we tear each other apart. They are hoping that this uh, border security, this spending bill, and the emergency uh, declaration is going to pull the right apart. And it very well could if we don't go into it right now saying... Look, we all have to be reasonable and we're all going to disagree on things, but we have to prioritize and see what is really important. Look to history and move slowly. The Democrats do not want to move slowly. They, you know, they always promise transparency and we're going to wait 72 hours, but they didn't wait 72 hours on this. They passed a bill that almost no one has read We have and are continuing to read, and we're going to explain it to you and why it must be stopped now in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Also, also Bill O'Reilly is going to join us today. We we have an update, an amazing update on that story out of Chicago uh, in hour number three with John Ziegler. So stand by. Uh, first, I want to tell you a little bit about Field of Greens. Yeah, I was looking at the list of the healthiest and unhealthiest cities mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, Texas. Uh, well, the bottom two are both Texas, mm-hmm. Laredo and Brownsville, Texas. Yeah. Then you got Gulfport, Mississippi, Shreveport, Le- Shreveport Louisiana, Huntington, West Virginia, Portsmouth, uh, Augusta, uh, Georgia, Memphis, Detroit. You know, there's – look, some of this is always – it's always ridiculous, these lists – and what they, they don't price into this is Field of Greens, right? Like they don't like I want to be able to go and eat at all the this you know the southern cooking everything fried. I want to go to that place, and then you get Field of Greens. I think if you get Field of Greens, you just move right to the top of the list. I That's how I'm know, looking at I, this. I don't know if that mm-hmm. is exactly true, but mm-hmm. it does. Everything your mother used to say to you: eat your greens, eat your vegetables, eat your salad. Oh, I hated that. Now you know what, mom. I'll take a spoonful of Field of Greens, please. It's real USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with all of the antioxidants. It boosts immunity, has antioxidant power. It's prebiotic, probiotic. This is real food. All the biotics are covered? All the biotics. Is it bionic? 
Uh, no. It will not grow no, a bionic but if it arm. it has carrots and it should improve your eyesight. There you go. So BrickHouseGlenn.com, BrickHouseGlenn.com. Get 15% off your first order when you use my name, G-L-E-N-N. Uh, a better you awaits. Somewhere, somewhere lurking in the shadows before you is the better you. Uh, BrickHouseGlenn.com, offer code Glenn. Okay, um, I wrote to um, I wrote to a senator. I wrote to a Silicon Valley guy, and I wrote to uh, a military intelligence person. And I said the spending bill and the national emergency thoughts. All three of them came back with a different answer. All three of them. Um, but the one thing they had in common was this is horrible. Now, some of them said, do it. Some of them said, don't. Some of them were really strong. Do it. Some were very strong. Don't. But they all agreed. This is a turning point. This is a, uh, this is a crossroads for America and, this is a bad decision either way we go. So let's <laughs> this first. This is the opposite of a win-win. We are in a lose-lose. Yeah, we're in lose. a lose-lose. This is something that we cannot, um, we, sh- we need to debate, but we cannot point fingers at each other and call each other enemies if we disagree. Because the left will win on that. Again, you just described a lose-lose yes. for conservatives, so I don't know how the left isn't winning already. Because if they divide us even more, we won't be able to stand the onslaught that I think is coming. We have to, you know, this, <clears throat> I, I have tried to reach out, not across the aisle, but across the divide in the conservative movement, uh, and <clears throat> I have tried to apologize for past behavior, whatever, and just say, look, I'm going to be a guy who will point out the things that I believe are right and the things that I believe are wrong. Um, and I will support when I can. I will stand up against when I must. Uh, but I am not going to judge you or anyone else. We must stay together. We can disagree, but we cannot become enemies. I don't know how many people really feel that way um, today because we are so polarized, but we have to reduce that polarization or we don't make the coming onslaught. Before we get into this, I want you to know that everything in me, everything in me says this is the the next phase. I want to say final phase, but I don't feel comfortable enough saying that. This is the... This is the fundamental transformation. This is the change that came with all of this hope. Uh, And I I want you to know that we, I believe, are standing at the abyss. We are standing at that cliff that we dare not go over. If we go over, we are lost. Um, And it's going to be very hard not to go over that cliff. But if you look at the things that we are dealing with now, we are dealing with the i believe and i and i i told you if you're a long-time listener to this program that i am trying to not use the word evil 
uh, you know, too many times we will say, oh, that's just evil. Those people are evil. Well, no, they're not. They disagree. They have a different approach. They think they're doing the right thing. Most times, some are evil. Uh, and they know that what they're doing is totally destructive. And they have purposes that do not, and they know they do not free people. They enslave people. And I've tried to swear that word off, but I will tell you what we are in right now is a battle between good and evil. And there is evil on all sides. Evil begins with a spirit of uh, contention. Nothing good happens when everybody is at each other's throats. And it fogs our view of the real evil. But what we are fighting, let me give you just two examples. With abortion, we are not talking about babies in the first trimester where I think God will look at us to judge us and go, okay, I don't know how you missed that one, but you honestly were looking at it and really had compassion or whatever it was. And if there is justice after life, it will be worked out. I don't know how it's going to work out, but people who have that honest debate of, I don't know if it's life, you know, as soon as the, you know, uh, the egg is fertilized. We're not talking about that now. We're talking about letting children die that we don't think are viable. We're talking about killing a child after mom is dilated and she is giving birth. Because mom doesn't want to raise it. It is the, the, every expert will tell you in health, there is no there is no way keeping that child inside that mother dead for three days and then having her go through the three days that it takes to birth that baby is good for her physical health. No way. We're talking about the killing of children now. That's evil. We are also now in this bill. There is a provision that, in fact, I would like to read it exactly so you uh, you hear the actual um, language in it. None of the funds provided by this act or any other act, this is section 224A, or provided from any accounts in the Treasury of the United States derived by the collection of fees available to the components funded by this act. So in other words, no money that comes from the Treasury or any money that is collected through any kind of tax can be used by the Secretary of Homeland Security to place in detention, remove, refer for a decision whether to initiate removal proceedings or initiate removal proceedings against a sponsor, a potential sponsor, or member of a household of a sponsor or potential sponsor of an unaccompanied alien child, as defined in Section 462G of the Homeland Security Act of 2002. So what does this mean? This means if you have a child with you, you have amnesty. No one is going to stop you. They cannot stop you. And this is a permanent act. Now let me ask you, if I'm a drug dealer, I'm a dealer in anything nefarious. There is a call for young children 
on the sex slave trade. We already know that that the border is a horrible place for the sex slave trade, both directions. This now allows somebody just to kid forget about sex slave. Just kidnap a kid. You pay me enough, I'm going to kidnap a kid, uh, and you walk across the border with a kid. Or forget kidnapping the kid, paying the kid to go across the border and then come back to Mexico and go across the border with somebody else. That's what this bill does. We are enslaving children. We are looking the other way. This is an open invitation to corruption with children. And anyone who said, anyone who says they are a progressive, what was one of the first things the progressives did? The reason why the progressive movement originally took root is because it was for women and children and stopping the what was called at the time work, but it was really slavery of children. Children and women were almost damn near enslaved by workhouses. And so what did they do? They passed all kinds of laws to protect children. This law does the exact opposite that any fair-minded progressive would want. We are on the cliff of insanity. The same day this is happening, capitalism is on the run. Amazon is being told, we don't want you in New York. But it's not New Yorkers. It's not no. the governor. It's not even Bill de Blasio. Polling overwhelmingly shows New Yorkers want the Amazon facility. Correct. Mm -hmm. 25,000 jobs. But socialists have raised such a stink that Amazon has no place to go. And Amazon says we cannot be bogged down by a bunch of protesters all of the time. So they're looking at Chicago, but they're afraid the same thing will happen there. They're looking in New Jersey. They say the same thing will happen there. The third one is Dallas, Texas, with, which I would have said, come. You're going to find a very, very happy group of people that will take those 25,000 jobs. And that is true for the most part today. But it is not true in Texas tomorrow. The righteous in Germany and Poland didn't suddenly become righteous. They just refused to go over the cliff with everyone else. They were not um uh, warriors in the street they remembered what they learned was truth from their their childhood and they refused to bow to any new truth and they soldiered on it is critical that we keep our cool and we keep holding to the truth i'll tell you what's in this bill beginning in one minute stand by All right, let me tell you about Simply Safe. What percentage of homes within the US have a home security system installed? 
if it's I'm going to play Pat. If it's over one percent, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I hate the Pat. Why would you want to play Pat? That's the that's his wor- the worst I know, feature. That's of him the as worst a human. feature he does. I don't uh, know. I would say twenty percent. Yeah, a seventeen yeah. percent, which to me is insanely low. What year is it? But there is still towns all across America where you don't even have to lock your doors. Is that true? In 2019? Yes. I, I, yes. I can't imagine that. Ever- I live in one in the summer. Yes. Well, you live in the middle of nowhere in the summer. Right. right. And that's most of America <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I don't think most. I'm pretty sure statistically it's impossible for most of America to be living in the middle of nowhere. There's not enough you nowhere. Your facts and figures. Don't <laughs> cloud the facts with facts. They, that number should be <laughs> considerably higher. Yes, it should. Well, the reason why people don't do it is because uh, it's expensive. Yeah. Uh, you're locked into something for five years. You may be renting. Um, you, you don't know. You know, I'm going to be locked into a contract for five years. I, I, if I have a system and that system is all beat up and everything else, I'm going to have to go and hire somebody else to come in and rewire the whole house and put their system in. It's the nightmare. Not with Simply Safe. Right now, you can protect your home, get 10% off the system, which you own. You can use it in your apartment. You can use it in your next home, whatever. And it is state of the art technology. Visit simplysafebeck.com. You'll also get free shipping on any system. And there's no contract and $14.99 a month for the monitoring. Believe me, as the world melts down, you're going to want a head start within a security system. And the one I recommend is Simply Safe. SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. We're just. I yeah. can I just say to you? Can I say on the air? Should I say on the air what I just said to you? I, if you feel led to, yeah. I, I will tell you that I am. I am overwhelmed right now. Overwhelmed uh, by the feeling. I must tell you, this is the beginning. Prepare yourself. This is the beginning. Things are going to change. Um, I don't know. I will tell you that I, when I, when I, oh, it's going to be so ridiculed. Um, <sighs> why stop now, though? Why I stop mean, you've now? had 20 why years stop of this. Now? Why, why if we have five people <laughs> listening, then those five people, you know, the blood is on your hands. Terrible news. There's a lot mine. more than five people listening. I know. Uh, okay. So, uh, you know, when I, when I talk about things like the caliphate and things like that, I know what I have come up with in myself by doing my research. And I know when it's not me, it's more information than even I have. Um, and quite honestly, I have, I have had very little of that up until the summer. Uh, and I, I understand it now um, because it, 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 everything that I had already said, it took like five years to catch up. That's now done. And since this summer, things have just gone and just are falling into place again. And I'm seeing it. And I'm uh, I am telling you, I see things as a flat wall. I don't see how much time it's going to take. I see it as a flat wall. I see what's coming. And it's in me. It is like right now. But I have learned through time that 
And I said, all the way. Here's a full money. God doesn't have time like we have time. He sees everything as now. And so if he is showing me anything, he's showing it to me now. And it's for me and you to understand this is not now. This is all coming. But I am overwhelmed and have been. This has been building in me for a while. And if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me when I say to you, you know, things like, please. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. We're just, I, yeah. can I just say to you, can I say on the air, should I say on the air what I just said to you? I, if you feel led to, yeah. I, I will tell you that I am, I am overwhelmed right now, overwhelmed uh, by the feeling I must tell you. This is the beginning. Prepare yourself. This is the beginning. Things are going to change. Um, I don't know. I will tell you that I, when I, when I, oh, it's going to be so ridiculed. Um, <sighs> why stop now, though? Why I stop mean, you've now? You've had 20 why years of this. Now? Why, why if we have five people <laughs> listening, then those five people... <laughs> You know, the blood is on your terrible hands, news. There's a lot mine. more than five people listening. I know. Uh, OK, so, uh, you know, when I when I talk about things like the caliphate and things like that, I know what I have come up with in myself by doing my research. And I know when it's not me, it's more information than even I have. Um, and quite honestly, I have I have had very little of that up until the summer. Uh, and I I understand it now um, because it, 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 everything that I had already said, it took like five years to catch up. That's now done. And since this summer, things have just gone and just are falling into place again. And I'm seeing it. And I'm uh, I am telling you, I see things as a flat wall. I don't see how much time it's going to take. I see it as a flat wall. I see what's coming, and it's in me, it is like, right now! But I have learned through time that... I might as well go all the way. Here's a full money. God doesn't have time like we have time. He sees everything as now. And so if he is showing me anything, he's showing it to me now. And it's for me and you to understand this is not now, this is all coming, but I am overwhelmed and have been, this has been building in me for a while. And if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me when I say to you, you know, things like, please grab your family, please make sure that all the things that we've ever talked about are done. Please do it. Please do it. I am overwhelmed with the feeling we are now officially at the cliff and there will be no there will be no bystanders you have to engage peacefully peacefully calmly lovingly with everyone please okay i've said it now now the blood of everybody else it's on you not on me i've said it <laughs> uh let me uh, ask a question. Mm -hmm. So the border wall, what we're seeing here now is yeah. that we are going to theoretically get some of the border wall uh, in through a national emergency. Forget all the legal problems and the questions about that, whether it can go through or not. There's people on both sides of that or whether it's a good idea or what the ramifications would be later on. Forget all that for a second. 
If I were to say to you, Glenn, you are going to get what appears to be a, a, a approximately maybe 20% of the border wall uh, through an, a national emergency, which is about what we're th- if he's going to get to the full $5.7 billion. We don't know yet how that's going to go. But you're going to get that 20% of the border wall that Trump is trying to get. And in exchange for it, this is what will happen. No longer will tax dollars be able to be used to arrest or deport any child who is, is, is an unaccompanied child, a legal alien. Or right? the person or with them. the person who's taking care of them. Or any person who lives in any of their homes. Or someone who could potentially take care of them at any time. Or someone who could potentially live in the home of someone who could potentially take care of them at any time. Would you make just that trait? No. No way would I make that trade. And that's just one part of that spending bill. It's The, the no answer way. on this bill is a continuing resolution. That is horrible. Please, Mr. President, reject this bill. Don't declare an emergency. Continuing resolution. Please. You're listening to Glenn Beck. <sighs> wow, okay. Let me tell you about... Let me tell you about uh, VPNs. Uh, VPNs are really, really important. Can you describe quickly, in, in one sentence, we have uh, Jason, uh, our head researcher. Can you, ex- one sentence real quick, what's a VPN? A VPN lets you connect to another like network to where it's, it's, it masks where your uh, online identity is. So okay, people so can't tell. Facebook can't tell. They can't follow you. The government can't follow you. Hackers can't follow you. Get Norton Secure VPN right now. This is something that you must have. This is something, actually, that I meant to order a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to do it today. This is part of Prepare, please. Norton Secure VPN. Go to norton.com slash VPN. Starts at about three and a half bucks a month for an annual subscription. Do it now. Norton.com slash VPN. One of the utter joys of joining BlazeTV.com slash Beck is you get Pat Gray unleashed every day. Pat is going to be joining us here in just a moment. This podcast is sponsored by SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. I love doing commercials for Simply Safe because I have this system. In fact, I have it in my office even where we have a lot of collectibles. So when we lock up the doors on the weekend, we know nobody's going to, you know, steal the ruby slippers or the cup of a carpenter. Simply Safe is the best home security. They believe nothing should come between you and protecting your home. Simply Safe has created a system where you own the alarm system. So for $14.95 a month, they give you the 24/7 monitoring. It's all wireless so you don't have to worry about somebody cutting the lines or the power going out. All of it still works. Get a jump on protecting your home the Simply Safe way. simplysafe.com/glen. G L E N N. No time like the present. This is how you protect your home and your stuff. SimplySafe.com slash Glenn. The more we read this bill, the worse it gets. Um, and um, we are going to go through it through thoroughly. They've already voted it, uh, passed it. They've already passed it. Uh, most, most people couldn't even, didn't even take the time to read it. The Democrats didn't give anybody any time to read it. Uh, the Senate could have slowed it down, but it didn't. Um, my solution is a please, Mr. President, veto this. Please veto this. And Mitch McConnell, go for a continuing resolution. 
please. We should point out that the president is expected to speak in about a half an hour if you happen to be listening to live to the program. And we do uh, intend on taking uh, the speech. It should be about this. It's expected that he will declare the national emergency. Yeah. And uh, talk about the bill being signed. Um, (sighs) So, Pat, I want to ask you this. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, Pat Gray is here. Mm hmm. So just a trade here, and take out, for example, um, the potential ramifications of the the emer- national emergency as far as precedent goes, what a Democrat might do with something like this. Take out the potential legal issues that are kind of floating around. It's never really been used for this type of thing. We don't know how that's going to turn out. Take all that out for a second. If I just offered you this trade, right now in the bill that's being, that's being the spending bill that's going on right now, he's getting about 2% of the border wall. Uh, mm-hmm. And if he gets, if he does the national emergency, it's expected he'll get about eight percent more of the border wall. Uh, so it's a it's a small percentage of the border, but wall, but it could put it in important places. And it, and I think we all agree that that would be beneficial, but not ideal. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if I were just mm-hmm. for, forget all of the other stuff, if I were just to trade you eight percent of the border wall, but in exchange, uh, for no longer in the future, will any tax dollars be allowed? To be used to arrest or deport any uh, illegal alien child, any caretaker of a child, anyone who lives in the house of a caretaker of a child that happens to be illegal, or someone who could potentially be a caretaker of a child that happens to be an illegal alien, or someone who happens to be living in a house with someone who could potentially be a caretaker of an illegal alien child. What about somebody who's heard about an illegal alien <laughs> oh, we're child? We're almost there. <laughs> How can you possibly enforce border uh, I, immigration law? I wouldn't law? take that deal, no. I, I wouldn't take that deal mm-hmm. either. Nope. That is not just for 10% of the wall. No. And that is just one tiny piece yeah, of a 1,200, 1,200-page spending proposal. And nobody, like Glenn said, nobody's read it. No. But I get a kick out of these people who say, <laughs> read the bill. <laughs> and they don't. They never do. Do you remember no. when a few years ago, Rand Paul uh, proposed legislation that before you voted on a bill, you must read it? Mm-hmm. Is that not reasonable? And not only did he not get support from Democrats on that, he got very well, little back for, backing from Republicans, from Republicans Yeah, on nobody it. wanted to do that. Read the bill. I'm not going to read that bill. No. You know, that'd take two days and a team of lawyers. I'm not going to read the bill. <laughs> yes, even Republicans thought that. Yeah. They they continually do this without reading anything. And there's a ton of bad stuff in the bill. Yeah, I mean, well, there's tons. first of all, the wall is only allowed to be built in the Rio Grande Valley. Mm-hmm. That's the only place. Now, mm-hmm. there's also something else in this bill that it must have local government support. Well, if you Jeez. look oh at the Rio Grande Valley, they are not. They, they don't voted support this. six to one for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay, there isn't a border town in Texas, at least, that didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. So they've now put in the bill, and it appears to be permanent. That if you want to build a wall, this one only authorizes it in the Rio Grande Valley. And the Rio Grande Valley must be, they must vote to do it. And if they don't vote to do it, then it doesn't happen. And if you want to build a wall at any other time, the local government has the right. So in other words, they're, they're all of a sudden really 10th, 10th Amendment, except not even at state level. Yeah. All of a sudden they're like, nope, local people have all the charge on this. So could they, could they essentially block 
the wall being built out of the emergency declaration anyway? I think or is could. it just the wall that they're I don't talking know about for sure. the 55 miles that they proposed in this in this particular spending bill? You mean that they can only block that one? Right. No, I think it's if if it's anyway, I don't know for sure, but if it's anyway, um I think it's you can't block it in the Rio Grande Valley, but you can block it any other place in the future. Uh, that's the way I read it. Um actually, I read it the worst case scenario. <laughs> That's that's a stunner. Me. Are you surprised yeah, by no. that, Pat? I read it as, <laughs> I read it as yeah. the locals can stop it anywhere you want. But go wow. ahead and try in the Rio Grande Valley. That's how I read it. But it is, it, it's being said by, um, uh, by you know, people who read these bills and are attorneys. They're saying it's intentionally ambiguous. So you don't know if it's just this bill or if it's forever. You don't well, this know. This is what they do every time. Right. With these bills. Right. Every time. And, you know, one of the people is like, so they, he needs to have a signing statement saying that, no, signing statements don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Signing statements don't mean anything. He needs to veto this bill. I mean, isn't a please. Sh- isn't please, a, Mr. President. Again, same question to both of you guys. Isn't a new government shutdown much better than this outcome? Oh, yes. Yeah, except nobody in government, nobody yeah, in Washington will think so. But no. don't go there. You don't need to. Continuing resolution. Just keep everything the same. Mm-hmm. Continuing resolution. We don't need anything but a continuing resolution. That's what has to happen. This bill is horrible. Absolutely horrible. We are giving, what is it, uh, 10 times as much? We're giving $3.1 billion in foreign health services, which is more than twice the wall. Jeez. Uh, in wow. this bill. Oh, my gosh. Um, did, you, did you see what Obama's border chief said about this yesterday? <laughs> no. He said Trump needs to veto this. Obama's border chief. Wow. That you can't, he said, if you cannot sign this bill. Hmm. It's that bad. This bill is written. It's that bad. This bill is written as if Democrats believe they have Trump over a barrel. They do. And they are saying we will Well, they do... think they won the shutdown thing, which I think they probably did. Mm-hmm. And so they think they've got all the leverage now. Yeah. And right? it's, this is written as if they compl- – not only did they win, but they are – you know, it's it's 47 to 3 in the fourth quarter. The and they do whatever they you want. Have to call right? the, you have to call the White House. You must blow out the phones of the White House and say, Mr. President, please veto and go for a continuing resolution. Please veto this bill. I mean, there's because, uh, the, the bill expands, ca- uh, uh, does uh, does expand catch and release. Because it has to. It, it has, has to. to. It has reduced the yeah. number of border beds, of beds. by 10,000. Yeah. Because you can, I mean, look, it's, a lot of people will say, well, we want the wall and we're going to do the emer- national emergency, uh, which, you know, I'm not a fan of. But even if you like the national emergency, he can do that with or without this bill. Sure. He can do that if he doesn't sign this bill. Now, he's gonna ha- he would have to get uh, 67 senators to step up to overturn that national emergency. And the idea of that happening, I mean, you're going to have to get 20 Republicans not, to stand up against it. Do I don't know. Do I don't think they're going to get to it, there. It's got to go to the Supreme Court, and I hope the may. Supreme Court turns it over only because of this. Did you see Nancy Pelosi and all of the other Democrats, Elizabeth Warren, everyone came out yesterday and said, well, if you want to play a national emergency, 
Healthcare is a national emergency. Mm-hmm. Uh, guns are a national emergency. They are telling you yeah, right now what they're going to do. If you do this, mm-hmm. fantastic. Climate change. Climate a change. National emergency. They'll do it all. They, they s- really they will. They said it. They're telling you right now in advance. If you do this, then climate change, guns, it's all a national emergency, and they will do it. And since we're proposing trades over and over again, you're you're progressive. You're a liberal, right? You want you want to grow the size of government. You want to grow the size of federal power. Would you trade the entire border wall? You give up the entire border wall. Forget 8%. Would you trade the entire border wall to get the precedent set that you can now declare a national emergency and no. do whatever you want over that? As a progressive... As a progressive, you would. I would. Yeah, I would take, take that, that trade in a second. I'd, hey. I'd, bar- I'd wall that entire border off because you could always override it with another national emergency. Mm-hmm. It, it, the national emergency power is so strong if used by this. They can redirect. Any- there are billions and say, billions and tr- uh, trillions could, of dollars you could redirect over a period of time. You could say it's a national emergency to build the border fence. Oh, it's a national emergency to stop building the border fence because we're losing workers in our in our country and, hum- and trade is stopping or there's a, a humanitarian human, crisis, humanitarian right? crisis. It, it doesn't matter anymore or the walls built. And but we have to let everyone in because of a humanitarian crisis. The wall does nothing if you're letting everyone in anyway. All these well, things can be overridden this, if you let the, this happen. This bill also expands the alternatives to detention program from 82,000 to 100,000. So instead of housing family units at the border, what it's saying is, oh, don't house them there. You can't keep them there. Let them go into them. the interior of the nation, and we're just going to have them come back to court. and oh, Which they never do. Almost there's something like 2% of the time. They show up. It prevents. It provides forty million dollars for additional ICE staffing. What? Yes, but the ICE staffing has to be dedicated overall ATD case management, uh, particularly the asylum seekers. So what that means is, you can hire more ICE, but the ICE agents are only there to help illegal aliens settle in a non-detention center in the country. So you've taken the ICE management mm-hmm. or the ICE mission and you've completely flipped it. Now you are helping illegal aliens come into the country and find some place to live. Should really mm-hmm. call the White House switchboard at 202-456-1414. And, and three point- encourage President Trump not not Please to sign don't this. sign this, Mr. President. Please don't sign this. Please don't sign this. Go for a continuing resolution. You can keep the government ov- open. Go for a continuing resolution. The bill also gives over a billion dollars to the Smithsonian. What does the Smithsonian have to do with it? Yeah. $3.4 billion in oh, refugee geez. assistance. Oh, man. $4.4 billion in international disaster assistance. That's $100 million more. Um, wow. It doesn't eliminate any foundations that Trump wanted to get rid of, including the Asia Foundation, the U.S. Africa Development Foundation, the Inter-American Foundation, the U.S. Trade and Development Agency. This thing is just this is this is worse. I think we will find over time this is worse than Obamacare. This bill will do more damage to our country than I think Obamacare. I could be wrong because nobody's read the damn bill yet. <laughs> <Right>. uh, 
<laughs> but they've signed it. And please, Mr. President, please, there is no rush to this bill. Continuing resolution. They do not have you over the barrel. They have all of us over the barrel. If you declare a national emergency, because they will use the same thing. And I don't think Kavanaugh will turn overturn uh, his national emergency. He believes in the power of the president. And look, I think you, you know, even if you want the national emergency, you can still have that without signing this bill. It's important to separate these two things. The only reason that people are tying them together is because the reported deal is that Mitch McConnell said, okay, I'll support your national emergency if you say yes to this bill. That is why they're There's tying them together. Here's your first mistake. Mr. President, please, Mitch McConnell is not your friend. Mitch McConnell is not your friend. Do not sign this bill. Please overwhelm the White House switchboard. The president is on his way now to what we believe uh, is going to be the announcement of this national emergency. How this plays out, we have time. There are ways for that to be to to, to change. Um, but once this bill is signed, there's no changing it. There's no changing it. Please overwhelm the switchboards and say, Mr. President, continuing resolution. All right. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. You have uh, Pat Gray Unleashed podcast everywhere podcasts are sold. Mm-hmm. Or even if they're given away for free, you can get them there. Uh, our sponsor uh, this half hour is Chamonix. Chamonix. Chamonix, yes. Uh, getting older means getting wrinkles and the dreaded slow march to the sags. I can't think of any. I, I'm certainly, I'll never get there, but I'm sure someone has. What about taking 15? What is that? I, no, I'm just saying. Yeah, how about taking 10 to 15 years off your appearance, Glenn, with the new GenuCell jawline treatment? Uh, you know the turkey neck. You know the double chin. You know the sagging jawline. You don't need it. Uh, and uh, because Chamonix works so well, uh, the GenuCell jawline treatment is fantastic. Uh, Linda B. from Marina Bel- Del Rey says it really works. I mean, I really see a difference, and people never believe my age. Uh, the brand new GenuCell jawline treatment is yours free when you call uh, and order GenuCell for bags and puffiness under the eyes. And for results in uh, 12 hours, GenuCell immediate effects is also free. So go to GenuCell.com or 800-577-8709. Say goodbye to the double chin, bags under your eyes, and even the laugh lines and crow's feet are gone. And here's the best part. You might say, well, I don't believe a claim like that. Those, those, those claims don't seem believable. How about this claim? Guaranteed or your money back. So they're putting their money where their mouth is. Try it. See if you like it. If you don't like it, you get your money back. 800-577-8709 or GenuCell.com. Order now to get the GenuCell Collagen Builder and free express shipping. It's the last week for this offer. 800-577-8709 or G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. It's GenuCell.com. Let me go to uh, Barbara in Florida quickly. Hello, Barbara. Uh, Thank you for everything you do. Um, I've been trying to call the White House, and uh, the comment line is completely booked. You can't get through. And the switchboard just sent you the comment line. And I did email, so I just want to tell people it's flooded right now. Good. So So here's what you need to do. You need to email. You need to tweet at POTUS and the real Donald Trump. And you just say, please, Mr. President, do not sign this bill. Continuing resolution. Please do not sign this bill. Um, so tweet at him because he does respond to social media um, and uh, and and get that message to him right now. We are going to be covering 
the president's message here in a few minutes. We believe that he is going to be declaring this national state of emergency. We got a perfect guy to do color for us. Bill O'Reilly is also joining us in uh, just a moment. Stand by as the Glenn Beck program continues. Okay. Uh, wow. You see, you see this with the with now after this cold snap that we had last week or two weeks ago now, the auto body shops are like they're like so far behind because so many issues happened with with how cold it, it got. Yeah, people can't start their car anymore. Right, just a block of ice. It's already a giant hassle to get your car fixed. Yeah, but it, what happens if you don't have you know any kind of insurance? And I don't know what. I don't even know if this would fall under with Car Shield, but man, they cover all of those expenses that you don't think about. Uh, and when your car has problems, you just want to get it fixed. And Car Shield can cover you. Uh, I have Car Shield. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and it's, it's it's an easy way to be able to knock out those big ones, especially when something comes up that's completely unexpected. You could have, you could be on the, you know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you got a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar, three thousand dollar. You're done. Repair. You're an eight hundred dollar repair. Yeah, you're in serious, serious yeah. trouble. And CarShield just knocks those out for you. And they don't make you pay for it, and then you wait for the reimbursement. They pay. They also have, uh, you know, f- free twenty four hour roadside assistance and rental cars while yours is in the shop. It is so well worth doing. It is CarShield. Call them now one eight hundred Car sixty one hundred one eight hundred Car sixty one hundred. Mention the promo code Beck or visit CarShield dot com. Use the promo code Beck. Save ten percent. CarShield dot com. Promo code Beck. Bill O'Reilly, the country is at a crossroads here. I don't know if you've had a chance to read the bill, but uh, Congress certainly didn't have a chance to read it before they signed it and passed it. But it is, uh, dare I use the word today, abortion. And uh, the Congress is shouting their abortion. Uh, Meanwhile, the president's about to speak to declare a national emergency. Make sense of this. Uh, well, I'm curious, as far as the spending bill is concerned, what what troubles you about just the actual spending from the federal government until September? Uh, well, it adds a, a whole bunch of spending. I have focused very little on the actual spending okay, in the bill. You don't like it because it's permissive and no discipline. Uh, no, 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 no. It adds a, a lot of new spending, but in this bill... Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. It has things in it. Uh, for instance, we can hire new border agents, but they have to help people find yeah. a place to live. Um, mm-hmm. You are not allowed to um, use any of these funds. You can now, let's see, none of the funds by this act or any other act or provided from any account in the Treasury of the United States derived from the collection of fees, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, can be used to place in detention, remove, refer for a decision whether to initiate removal proceedings or initiate removal proceedings against a sponsor, potential sponsor, or member of a household of a sponsor, or a potential sponsor of an unaccompanied alien child. So you can you can no longer use tax dollars to arrest or deport anyone who lives in the same home as an unaccompanied um, uh, uh, child that's an alien, right. or could or be a potential. potentially live that i mean that is a any any you know ms13 they say 30 to 40 percent of arrests of ms13 members are quote-unquote unaccompanied alien children so i mean this is look um i'm not so worried about this minutia because what i see (laughs) is the long game and that's what uh president trump is doing today what is the long game shall please tell me the long game make me feel better re-election of trump uh that's a long game um so trump uh, says look they got me in a corner they kind of out uh smarted me in the sense that they shut the government down americans overwhelmingly don't want that they don't want that as a solution uh so i gotta get out of this uh and i'll get out of it by um signing the stupid bill and then finding money elsewhere which yeah. Well, in nine. in the bill, it also says he can only build in the Rio Grande Valley, and it is intentionally. Yeah, but only under the bill it can. He's going to declare a state of emergency, which is going to override the bill, and basically say I'm going to build where I want, and I got I got nine billion more to do it, and here's where it comes from. Um, he's already got it. He's already got the nine billion. So um, the state of emergency that overrides. The dopey bill. Everybody has to understand that. But it overrides, or he's adding on top of it. He's no, adding it on. overrides it because an executive action by the president of the United States declaring a state of emergency where the bills in place can be superseded to deal with that emergency. That's what a state of emergency is. That's why everybody hates it. So they don't want to give the power that the president that much power to override the legislature. But the long game is that he knows that if he just wimped away and didn't do anything, he'd lose. Because that mm, 15% of the Ann Coulter right would turn on him. And he needs no, to. you know, I, I disagree with you here, Bill. I'm watching Twitter, and this may change, but I'm watching Twitter and I'm watching the, the usual, you know, uh, yeah. border tr- Trump, you know, suspects that are, you know, mad at him if he does anything like that, and they're not for this bill either. He does have another out, and that's pass a continuing resolution. Veto this and pass a continuing resolution. I think that, again, we're going to the long game. Number one, the Twitter mob are activists, so they don't reflect his support crew. Um, what the Trump administration and the Obama administration, everybody does, is internal polling okay, that we don't see. And the internal polling, I can tell you for a fact, showed that, number one, Americans not want another government shutdown. And number two, as long as the president starts to build some of the wall, that they're likely to vote for him for re-election. So that's what the internal polling showed, so that the decision was made by the Trump administration to go this way to try to get as many people in his base to Basically, they don't like it, but they're not going to turn on him. So that is the long game. I want Stu to ask you a question that he asked me. Um, 
uh, and I want to hear your reaction. Well, it looks like, you know, the, the national emergency would get potentially about 8% more of the, the wall built, uh, which is a significant amount on a 2,000-mile border, plus the 2% that's in the bill. So it's, it's, not, it's not insignificant. And I think the border wall is a, is a good idea. Taking out the whole thing about the precedent that the national emergency sets and everything else, this thing that we talked about briefly a minute ago, which basically says you no longer can uh, you no longer can use tax funds to arrest uh, illegal immigrants in almost every situation. I think it encourages. No, no, not not almost every situation. Yeah, okay. only when minors are involved. Involved, this is but, a minor-driven but, thing. Right. Yeah. I, I. That's true. I, How, I will. I will tell you that it's going to be used. Oh, it'll increase. Smugglers. Oh, it'll increase. Wouldn't right, you? Because, you know, every kid they can find will be stapled to an adult. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you know that's going to happen. Of course. It incentivizes but, human trafficking. You know, it's, a, it's a chess game here. So you look, you have to step back and you have to say, what is the most effective way to defeat the permissive forces on the left who don't want any border? Okay, so, on so, an open board. so wait, I so wrote wait. a message of the day on BillOReilly.com that laid out what happened in California when the Hispanic population, Latino population, um, went from 3 million to 15 million. The whole state became a Democratic precinct because of that five-fold jump in Hispanics living in California. That's what happened there. It's provable. So now you have in the latest largest state, one-party state. That's what the Democratic Party wants to do in Arizona, in, in Texas, in Florida, flood the zone with as many Latinos as they can get in here by chain migration. Remember, you get in here and you, you establish residency legally, you can take in 30 people. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's chain migration. Mm-hmm. So if Trump gets doesn't get reelected and someone like biden or michelle obama wins then uh, we're our country is essentially going to change um dramatically yes i agree demographically politically uh economically everything's going to change so that the game that the trump people are playing now is we have to stop that Okay, so but if you're if you're building a wall, if you're building a wall, I know you say this is a minutia. If you're building a wall, yes, uh, with this bill, it it accomplishes everything the Democrats want, even if there's no other alternative. Yes, there is a continuing resolution. This is a symbol of the fight. It's a I, symbol I of the fights, like I, the Rubicon. Expensive okay? symbol, though. So we have to make our stand here because there's nowhere else to make the stand. Where would you make the stand? Say Trump uh, signs the bill, as you suggested, and then does something else. No, no, no. But, I don't want him to sign the bill. My problem is oh, with the bill. My problem is no, with then, the bill the because every— down. No, it doesn't. A continuing resolution. We've had one since George Bush left office. Why this push all of a sudden for this spending bill when you can just do what we've done since George Bush left office? We don't have a we don't have a budget. We have a continuing resolution. So sign a continuing resolution. He has to basically go to the Congress and either put his name on a bill or not. If he doesn't, as you suggest, then chaos breaks out. I mean, it's just all over the place. And he can't even govern. 
because every single day is going to be more litigation. It's going to be this, that. He's overstepped his authority. We want this. Uh, nothing else will get done. The whole government will be paralyzed. What's happening in, in Great Britain with the Brexit thing? So here's, the, here's my feeling. Okay. Um, is uh, He is going to announce a continuing resolution, and he's going to mm-hmm. sign this bill. The bill will be implemented because everyone will be looking at the massive fight that's coming over the um, the state of emergency. And they're going to hold that wall up every step of the way uh, through courts. It will go to the Supreme Court. Marco Rubio just said he's not sure he could support that. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be that's all we're going to be talking about. Meanwhile, more ICE agents will be employed because they can employ another 100 and, uh, 1,200. But none of them can actually work on detaining people. According to this bill, they have to be hired to help relocate people from the border into the center of the country, wherever it is they want to go, and just catch and release. But now... Now we're a travel agency. Now ICE is a travel agency. <laughs> yeah, where do you want to go? We'll drive you. We'll drive. I mean, it's and that's okay, and look, so 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 my my thought is is that I think you're taking it way too literally. I don't think any of this stuff's going to happen. I don't think any ICE agents are going to help anybody relocate into the United States. They're basically going to try to wall it up in the sense that not going to let anybody in, just like they did with the caravan. All right, so the caravan shows up in Tijuana, and now they're in Texas, and there's thousands of people living in tents. Well, they're not getting in here, all right? They're not getting in here for asylum. They're not getting in here anyway because they walled it up. They basically said, we're not taking you. You're not coming in. And just for the press, we'll take 25 a day, all right? And uh, we'll process them. That's what's going to happen here. It's the same thing. But I, I think that the larger picture is that Americans have a decision to make. What kind of country do you want, all right? Mm-hmm. And that's what the Trump people are playing they're playing, look at these crazy Democrats. Look yes. what they want to do. All right? So you can't give them power. And that's what they're gambling on in the White House. No, but I, that, that message will get through. And I, and I think that I'm hopeful that that message is going to get through because we, are at, the, we are at the end of reality. the republic. Okay. Um, we're going to get back to uh, Bill O'Reilly more on this. And I want to talk to him um, about history. Uh, with this coming up in just a second. First, let me tell you about filter by. You know that uh, if you don't change your filter, one of the big problems with it is not only are you know with all the germs and dust and all the other nonsense that's going through your house, it actually raises your energy bills because it causes your air conditioning or heating to work harder. Your, yeah, right to work harder. So you're constantly generating more energy all the time. And depending on how big your house is, that could be a lot of money. With filter by the good thing is they just deliver it right to your house, so you can be a lazy schlub like us, and you just put it in when it, when it shows up. You pop it in there, and then you know you've done your job. So, so here's the free market system. It's filter by free market uh, system says, hey, people don't change their filters enough uh, because it's too complex. They have to go to Home Depot, and they know people like Glenn Beck are just never going to go <laughs> on a Saturday to Home Depot to get a filter to change it. So far away from the theater, and so it's. <laughs> No, just too lazy. <laughs> okay, uh, and uh, and so it's going to cost you know more in energy and yada yada yada. The the you know Ocasio Cortez uh, idea is um, oh it's eating too much energy, uh, cut off all energy. Now I like the free market system better um, because it provides us with air conditioning and heating. Mm. 
you know, the Green New Deal, it's kind of sketchy on the heating and the air conditioning. So I'm going to go with filter buy. Free market does it again. Filter, B-U-Y dot com. Filter buy dot com. Ten seconds, station ID. iPatriots.us is a new conservative alternative to liberal-based email services. It's secure, private, and safe, no ads or spam. And they won't collect or sell your data ever. Go to iPatriots.us right now, pick your membership. At checkout, select your own iPatriots email address, enter promo code PATRIOT, get the first month free. Go month to month, cancel any time. Back with Bill O'Reilly. We're still awaiting the uh, president to speak. Bill, one quick question for you, because you are the author of 975 number one New York Times bestsellers. Thank Uh, you. And you have another one that is sure to be number one coming up about the president. Yeah. You know him better than anybody. Every time you you talk to him all the time, you always add really interesting perspective about the way he thinks. You know, at least that's what I think. I don't know what anyone else thinks. Um, But when it comes to this, we know the fight. It's going to be a crazy fight. Why didn't he stand like this when Republicans had control for two years? Because they couldn't get a full caucus in the House because of the freedom people to support what he wanted to do. So the freedom, uh, what is it? The Freedom Freedom Caucus. Caucus. Freedom Mm -hmm. Caucus. Okay. So they basically said, look, we're we're hard guys. (laughs) You're uh, blaming this on what we want. And, And Ryan, the speaker couldn't coalesce they couldn't get it and then in the senate <clears throat> mcconnell kept saying to him look i'm not going to get 60 so uh no matter what i do whatever proposal i put out um we're not going to get 60 we're not going to be able to vote so he stymied in both houses okay so so, so, so but, let but me that's more it's more likely now right like now the democrats have control at least then the yeah, republicans but now what he's going to do is not even listen to them So I I can't impress upon you enough that a state of emergency gives a president tremendous latitude to do exactly what he wants to do. Oh, I I am very well aware of that. It's though, isn't it? But you say, okay, the Democrats are dancing around saying, okay, now when we get power, we're going to do the gun thing. Uh But they're going to run up against constitutional issues. On that one, they will. That will be difficult. But global warming. Global warming, they won't. Because I wrote a really brilliant column that I hope somebody (laughs) – read to to i did not and Um, i didn't um, ask anybody to read it what is this (laughs) what is this green new deal all about really it's about totalitarianism yes um in every single country that has gone from uh, a ruler to a dictator the dictator phonied up some panicked thing that threw the population into this uh, frenzy that will give away our rights and you can make it better Mussolini. Every single one mm-hmm. throughout history, there's mm-hmm. never been an exception where people voluntarily said, oh, we'd like a dictator. Come on in here, Franco, and tell us what to do. This global warming stuff, this is where well, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. So we have to do Green New Deal where mm-hmm. we the Democrats in Washington tell you what to eat. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to tell you what to drive, what, what medical uh, procedures you can and cannot have. We're going to take your stuff. After you die, we're going to take everything you have. Okay? This is totalitarianism. 
This isn't democracy. So they want to t- they want to control the lives of Americans on every single front, and they're using climate change to frighten people in Berkeley, California, who can barely find their way to the facilities. All right, they're that dense into supporting totalitarianism and one-party rule, which is exactly what they have in California. One-party rule. And that's what's happening. And it's frightening because it could succeed with the decline of our educational system. And by the way, the Green New Deal will tell the teacher what the teacher can teach and not teach. It, It extends into every single thing America has. And that's why I've sold 987,000 books, million books, because I figured this stuff out first. All right. And well, I only because you were listening exactly to this program happened. about four days ago when we, we said the same thing. I Look, spent, here's the I, thing, Bill. Here's here's yeah. the thing. You're absolutely correct on that. Um, th- there is a growing uh, fascistic um, uh, or or communistic, whatever totalitarian. Yeah, uh, view. However, it shapes up. There is a totalitarian view, and the one thing you left out is the economy. If the economy, if Brexit goes horribly, which I think, I'm hoping is kind of like the hype on you know Y2K, but if it goes horribly and Europe goes into the abyss, so do we, and everyone will be clamoring for a bigger government, uh, and then uh, we 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 see it we see it go away. Um, no, I, I, just, I disagree with that analysis. Okay, good. Well, if, we'll, we'll if hang on, hang on. We got to come. We're going to come okay. back um, with more from uh, Bill O'Reilly here in a second. I do want to tell uh, stations that we're waiting for the president to give this speech uh, to declare a national emergency. If he comes out during the break, go ahead and take that, and we will join it already in progress on the other side with Bill O'Reilly. But we will be taking it live. You're listening to Glenn Beck. President's Day is coming up. Let's do a little history. Blinds.com. Been selling blinds online since 1996. They started when everyone was on dial-up. They believed people would buy blinds online. That sounded crazy. And they knew if we're going to be successful, we have to be the best at it. And now they're the biggest in the in the industry. They are selling more than anyone else online. They're the world leader 23 years later because they did it right don't wait until you move or you know and you know until company is coming over in enjoy the blinds now get a free online design consultation get brand new made custom ordered window treatments totally will transform the look and feel of your home you get free samples free shipping and if you accidentally mismeasure or pick the wrong color they remake the blinds for free it's blinds.com the president's day sale now through february 19th use promo code beck Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we have Bill O'Reilly back on, and we're also waiting for the president to speak live on the border. We'll have that for you coming up. All right, we're getting ready for the president. Uh, he's expected to make a uh, uh, declare a national emergency. Our chief researcher is in, uh, Jason Batrill. Jason, um, tell me what this 
he has to use very specific language here, does he not? Yeah, the, the way the, the law has been changed uh, over the years, he's got to state very specifically how he's going to use the funds and how he's going to, um, you know, everything he's going to use government-wise in this national emergency. So it'll be very, very telling on, you know, how much this can be taken advantage of or abused going forward. We're on uh, we're online now with our uh, White House uh, correspondent, uh, from the blaze uh, in Washington, D.C., and John is sending us pictures that you, we have not seen on TV yet of all of the, uh, uh, I want to say Gold Star Moms, but they're not Gold Star Angel Moms. Uh, they have all been uh, invited to the Rose Garden, and they have pictures of their fallen loved ones. Um, and so there's no doubt in our mind this is where he's where he's going. Um, Bill O'Reilly is with us now. Bill, as we wait for the president, is there anything anything here that you can add to uh, this conversation on, on just even declaring a national emergency? Well, he told me he's not going to uh, go and do it until uh, Beck and O'Reilly were finished on the radio. So. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I'm kind of excited thought. to hear it, so maybe we should yeah. declare we're finished. Um you know, yeah, he just didn't want that kind of backlash, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to knock us out off mm-hmm. the air. The only thing I can tell you is that this is the ultimate political chess game. And, and there is only one objective here, and that is to get Trump back for four years so that he can then run wild with what he wants to do. Because they, they're trying to... Um, um, put implement a strategy where he would be reelected and the House would go back to the Republicans. Okay, and they want to do it by radicalizing the Democrats, and that's not real hard. <laughs> the Democratic Party is, but old Joe Biden's in the race now, as I predicted and told you that he would be the front runner. And unless Michelle Obama gets in, um, Biden, I, I believe, will be the nominee with mm-hmm. Kamala Harris on the second, um, and uh, Trump could beat him depending on the economy. So that's what's really in play on all of this stuff. You can get buried in minutia, as Beck has a tendency to do, okay? (laughs) But I'm telling you that these guys, when they have the power in the White House and in Pelosi's office and in McConnell's office, they can figure out ways around this stuff, that you can do that. And it's a short-term play it's 2020 is 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 the vote it's not far away um so that's what it's all about and say you know minutia is obviously you can get hung up in that but is it are you thinking in a in a in a somewhat minutia friendly way while saying the only goal is 2020 yeah the long-term goal is 18 months as you just said that's that's short look i know this white house as you guys know i know Mm -hmm. it i know it so that's and what they're thinking. Nobody can say, "Oh, O'Reilly's wrong." I'm not. That's the only thing on their mind now. Mm. That's it. All right. Is so you're scary? not saying don't give up, or you know this or that. This, the border patrol is going to going to take somebody to Seven Eleven. They'll do it because they'll obliterate <laughs> all that if they can regain power in both houses and he gets reelected in 2020. Does that worry you, though, as a motivation? No. no? It does. It, what worries me is, look, I interviewed Don, uh, Donald Trump Jr. yesterday, mm-hmm. all right, for the book, The United States of Trump. 
And he says something very astute. And, and he was in a great interview, a thousand times better than his father, who, who didn't <laughs> want to tell me anything about his background. I found out anyway. Um, but uh, Trump Jr. said to me, I live in Manhattan, and most of my friends are liberals. And in the past, I could understand many of their positions. Now, I can't. Mm. The party has moved so far left, it's so destructive that no longer can I even have a conversation with okay. him. Okay, hang on. Here comes the uh, Here president. Here he comes. Here right. comes the Thanks president of the United on, States. Thanks, Thank Bill. you, Bill. BillOReilly.com okay. is the place to go, as well as uh, he's got the new Trump book popping up, and you can always buy all of his other ones as well. All right. Uh, station Suite, okay. we are on just a bit of a delay, just a couple of seconds delay. Uh, so we are going to be taking the uh, president, who is expected now to make uh, the... Uh, declare a state of national emergency. And this is going to be a, you know, it's a, it's a big moment. We're yet to see how it's going to play out. There's a huge fight in the, as far as Democrats will definitely try to overturn this. Uh, there will also be a huge court battle and that battle is not decided yet. It's never been tested on something like this. It does appear he can legally do this. On the other side of that though, it has never been tested on anything even somewhat controversial. So there's a lot of a lot of wrangling to go on. Likely scenario, if he does this, he's probably still not actually starting to build the wall for quite some right. time. He also uh, this will be the first time a state of emergency has actual appropriated funds yes. for anything. Here we go, the president. Before we begin, I'd like to just say that we have a large team of very talented people in China. We've had a uh, negotiation going on for about two days. It's going extremely well. Who knows what that means, because it only matters if we get it done. But we're uh, very much uh, working very closely with China and President Xi, who I respect a lot. Very good relationship that we have. And we're a lot closer than we ever were in this country with having a real trade deal. We're covering everything, all of the points that I'm seeing People ahead in the speech, the so let me done, let me just give my live commercial here. So when he gets to the emergency, we can get to it. Then we'll stations. We will continue. Uh, Sarah, if he changes uh, and goes to the national emergency, let me know. Um, but real quick, uh, let me talk about uh, Mercury Real Estate, one of our sponsors. Uh, real estate agents, I trust.com. Uh, you can trust them for several reasons. We have really done our homework. These are the agents that are going to sell your home for top, top dollar and as quickly as possible. It's been a huge success. Um, and it, it comes from three places, selling or buying your home complicated. You need somebody who's doing this full time and is really good at it. Second, the most part of uh, the biggest part of a sale or purchase is evaluating your home, how much it's really worth, how much can sell for, how much you should buy it for. And the third is you have to have confidence that that real estate agent knows what they're doing. We can help you match the right real estate agent for your next uh, purchase of a home or if you have to sell your home. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Yep, you didn't miss. Okay, hang on. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, President Trump uh, is uh, talking in the Rose Garden. Uh, go ahead and bring this up. He hasn't said anything of substance yet, except he has to build a wall um, and hasn't gotten any of the specifics yet. Let's go ahead and bring him up. 
new highs that we created. We, uh, we have all the records. We have every record. But we're getting close to that point again where we'll create new records. So our country is doing very well economically. And uh, we've done a lot. But one of the things I said I have to do and I want to do is border security, because we have tremendous amounts of drugs flowing into our country, much of it coming from the southern border. When you look and when you listen to politicians, in particular, certain Democrats, they say it all comes through the port of entry. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's just a lie. It's all a lie. They say walls don't work. Walls work 100 uh, percent. Whether it's El Paso, I, I really was smiling because the other night I was in El Paso. We had a tremendous crowd, and a tremendous crowd. And I asked the people, many of whom were from El Paso, but they came from all over Texas. And I asked them, I said, let me ask you, the, uh, as a crowd, when the wall went up, was it better? You, you were there, some of you. It was not only better, it was like 100 percent better. You know what they did. But that's only one example. There are so many examples. In El Paso, they have close to 2,000 murders right on the other side of the wall. And they had 23 murders. It's a lot of murders. But it's not close to 2,000 murders, right on the other side of the wall in Mexico. So everyone knows that walls work. And there are better examples than El Paso, frankly. You just take a look almost everywhere. Take a look at Israel. They're building another wall. Their wall is 99.9 percent .9 effective, they told me. 99.9 percent. .9%. That's what it would be with us, too. The only weakness is they go to a wall, and then they go around the wall. They go around the wall and in. OK? That's what it is. Very simple. And a big majority of the big drugs, the big drug loads, don't go through ports of entry. They can't go through ports of entry. You can't take big loads because you have people. We have some very capable people, the Border Patrol, law enforcement, looking. You can't take human traffic, women and girls, you can't take them through ports of entry. You can't have them tied up in the back seat of a car or a truck or a van. They open the door. They look. They can't see three women with tape in their mouth or three women whose hands are tied. They go through areas where you have no wall. Everybody knows that. Nancy knows it. Chuck knows it. They all know it. It's all a big lie. It's a big con game. You don't have to be very smart to know. You put up a barrier, the people come in, and that's it. They can't do anything unless they walk left or right, and they find an area where there's no barrier, and they come into the United States. Welcome. We've detained more people. Our border agents are doing such incredible work. Our military has been incredible. We put up barbed wire on top of certain old walls that were there. We fixed the wall, and we loaded up with barbed wire. It's very successful. But our military has been fantastic, and I want to thank them. And it's very necessary. We've broken up two caravans that are on their way. They just are breaking. They're in the process of breaking up. We have another one that we haven't been able to break up yet. We've been actually working with Mexico much better than ever before. I want to thank the President. I want to thank 
Mexico. They have their own problems. They have the largest number of murders that they've ever had in their history. Almost 40,000 murders. 40,000. And they got to straighten that out, and I think they will. But I just want to thank the President, because he's been helping us with these monstrous caravans that have been coming up. We had one that was up to over 15,000 people. It's largely broken up. Uh, others have gotten through. And in Tijuana, you have a lot of people staying there. If we didn't have the wall up, and if we didn't have the wall secured and strengthened, they would have walked right through. They'd be welcome to the United States. One of the things we'd save tremendous, uh, just a tremendous amount on, would be sending the military. If we had a wall, we don't need the military, because we'd have a wall. So I'm going to be signing a national emergency. And it's been signed many times before. It's been signed by other presidents. From 1977 or so, it gave the presidents the power. There's rarely been a problem. They sign it. Nobody cares. I guess they weren't very exciting. But nobody cares. They sign it for far less important things in some cases, in many cases. We're talking about an invasion of our country with drugs, with human traffickers, with all types of criminals and gangs. We have some of the greatest people I know. They've been with me from the beginning of my campaign, almost from the first week, the angel moms. Unfortunately, we have new angel moms. One incredible woman just showed me her daughter, who we're talking about killed in the year of 18. I said, I haven't seen you before. She said, no, I'm new. I said, that's too bad. It's too bad. It's so sad. Stand up just for a second. Show how beautiful your girl was. Thank you. I have such respect for these people. Angel moms, angel dads, angel families. I have great respect for these people. These are great people. These are great people. They're fighting for their children that have been killed by people that were illegally in this country. And the press doesn't cover them. They don't want to, incredibly. And they're not treated the way they should be. They're fighting for other people because they don't want ha what happened to their children or husband or anybody. Uh, we have one young lady whose husband, please stand up. Your husband was just killed in Maryland. Incredible man, just killed. Beautiful children won't be seeing their father again. These are brave people. These are people that are, they don't have to be here. They don't have to be doing this. They're doing it for other people. So I just want to thank all of you for being here. Okay, I really do. I want to thank you, incredible people. Last year, 70,000 Americans were killed at least, I think the number is ridiculously low, by drugs, including meth and heroin and cocaine, fentanyl. Now, one of the things that I did with President Xi mm. in China when I met him in Argentina at a summit, before I even started talking about the trade, it was a trade meeting. It went very well, but before I talked about trade, I talked about something more important. I said, listen, we have tremendous amounts of fentanyl coming into our country. Kills 
tens of thousands of people. I think far more than anybody registers. All right. Uh, This is the president of the United States. He has stated here that he is going to declare a national emergency. Um, He is uh, talking about all of the reasons. He has so far not given any of the details of the national emergency. We're going to take a break, check in with the local stations, and then we will be back to give some analysis. We also are going to be talking to John Ziegler uh, about... uh, what's happening in chicago there's some breaking news in chicago that is truly a sign of our times all coming up after the next break you're listening to glenn beck today is a tough day uh for americans who uh believe that our country is in real trouble and who also uh believe that the way to lose the country is to lose the Constitution of the United States and the balance of power. Um, we are we're, we're facing a double-edged sword. Um, do you do what you need to do to to save from the onslaught of the left and just do what you have to do right now, or do you think long term and and I, I don't even know bypass this? And take your lumps, and then what? Maybe lose the election? And if you lose the election, then what? Then you have a full onslaught, full bore. We're going to talk about the president's speech, what he is recommending, what Congress has just passed. It's an abomination. And uh, we'll begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There was a lot of news in cryptocurrencies yesterday. I printed off a bunch of stories. I haven't had a chance to read them yet. Yeah, I mean, there's always tons of news here. They're trying to, this is a huge development as far as our financial future goes, and they're still in the middle of sorting all of this out. Could go really well, could go the other way, but you need to understand it. You need to understand the fundamentals of it. Yeah, and governments are now starting to look into their own cryptocurrency. Venezuela tried it already. Yeah, I know. It didn't work. Um, it, it is going to play a role in our lives. Now, we hired a uh, Wall Street hedge fund manager, Tika Tawari. He was in our he was in our office. Yeah, he was talking about cryptocurrencies. This is a guy who really, I mean, he's made a lot of money on cryptocurrencies. Uh, and, you know, you have to have people who actually understand this stuff, people who have been involved in these markets for a long time, who understand the fundamentals of how blockchain works. And we were sitting here, and we've been trying to learn about blockchain for years, and he was sitting in our office he explained it all to us we said could you do it like a course Mm. so he did for a limited time right now you can take risk-free 30-day trial of this course by going to smartcryptocourse.com it's smartcryptocourse.com people who are taking it um young and old people who are have no knowledge and a lot of knowledge saying this is changing my uh, understanding of cryptocurrency and blockchain it's very important if you want to be a part of the future and the design of the future Take this course now, smartcryptocourse.com. That's smartcryptocourse.com or call 877-PBL-BECK, 877-PBL-BECK or smartcryptocourse.com. Okay, um, Jason, we didn't really get any detail at all on what he's planning on doing, did we? I No, just basically the papers will be filed pretty much right. the national emergency is going to happen later today that's really all we know right so we don't know any of the details but 
here's how here here's basically how things happen here's a really likely scenario so the way this national emergency act operates is it's kind of strange in the way we normally think about how washington works basically the president can to say he wants a national emergency on pretty much anything he wants now that's never been challenged in court what determines a national emergency Um, But the way the law is structured, essentially, the president can say we have a national emergency on whatever he wants and uh, and it can go forward. He can he can he can change the thing. He can take money from one place and move it to another place because he's decided this is an emergency. Now, Congress, when they passed this, of course, was aware of the possibility that a president could make up national emergencies about whatever they wanted. So what they said was if he does a national emergency, Congress has an opportunity to overturn it. Um, and so that was just over a normal vote and, and the way that the Congress normally operates. Because, because mm-hmm. appropriations are money is involved. Yep. And Congress is the only place constitutionally that can can say money is being spent. Right. Senate can't do it. No. Only Congress. It's the power of the purse. You hear that all yep. the time. So they have the power of the purse to say, you know what? No, this isn't a national emergency. The issue with this is. When that got to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court said, well, you can't avoid our normal process of a presidential veto. And they so they changed a law in an incredibly fundamental way, which says if Congress overrides the national emergency the president has said that they want, the president still can veto their override. Meaning it gets sent back to the House and uh, Senate, and you need uh, a super majority to be able to overturn Two it. thirds. So, which makes it a, the oversight much less powerful for mm-hmm. Congress. So, to me, when the Supreme Court did that, what they should have done is throw the entire law out and make Congress do it over. Now, so you know, this is not a long standing law. I mean, it is, I guess, if you're young, but. Um, this law came into play under Carter, mm-hmm. uh, and it was for the Iranian hostage crisis. We were seizing uh, all of the uh, the funds that Obama just released and returned in the middle of the night in that airport. If you remember that, mm-hmm. um, we were we were seizing their assets. So that's where this national emergency started. Was under the Carter administration. We have not had it. This is not something that is foundational to the Constitution or anything else. No, and we should also point out that you know. You can make an argument to say, we need to act really quickly on something. We need a national emergency. We can't wait around for Congress. You can make that argument. Uh, there's no reason, though, that there needs to be more than what's, let's say, let's go crazy, six months. Mm-hmm. Let's say a president could, could to demand an emergency, lasts for six months, and then that ends. And that by then, Congress has to pass something that backs it up. Because the national emergency you're talking about under Carter is still in effect today. Well, that's not because of Carter. It does end. It ends every what? Six months? Yeah, it ends every six months. However, However, it's the president that has to say that it's still going. And the president never gives back power. Why would you? You don't have to. Right. So let me walk through here what what is likely to happen. President says there's a national emergency. Uh, I would say almost definitely the Democratic House will say, uh, this is not an emergency. They will Correct. overturn the, the emergency declaration. Ocasio-Cortez and Castro have already said they're 
introducing the bill, I believe, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the Senate will then go and have an opportunity to do the same thing. Now, this is Republican-controlled. However, I, will, I would bet at this point that the Senate will also overturn the president's national emergency. Right now, we already have Susan Collins on record basically saying she's voting against it. We already have, it looks like Rand Paul, who is you know fearful of executive power, and he is voting against it. There, uh, there are two or three others that have indicated likely they will vote against it. Now, this is an easy vote for a Republican senator because they can say, all right, well, we're voting against it. We don't, we don't really like this move. The issue here is then it goes, if those two things happen, President Trump has to sign a reversal of his own executive order right, or his, his own do. national emergency, which, of course, he will not do. He will, he will veto, veto it. it. Then it will go back again to the House. I think there is a actual possibility that even with this, the two-thirds needed, the House may get it um, because of the fact it's Democratic-controlled, and I think you'll get enough Republican House members to go through and say, yeah, we're going to overturn mm-hmm. it. I don't think you'll get there on the Senate. No. So that is a process of what we just talked about is, what, a month? Right? I mean, who knows how long that takes. It, with these guys in Washington, it could take even longer. Well, um, it depends but, on how much how much mm-hmm. political hay. I mean, they can get things done, as we've seen. They yeah. put this bill together. They <laughs> passed it, signed it, and gave it to the president in, what, 12 hours? Yeah, it, was, it, gets, it gets quick when they want to yeah, make it quick. Right. Now, after that, though, let's just say that that's true. House... Uh, maybe does get the two-thirds but the senate does not which i think is it would be very difficult to get that high it would have to be massively unpopular not only with americans in general but with republicans for that to happen if that does not happen it will then enter a lengthy court fight the courts as constituted right now have been very friendly to the injunction Clarence Thomas has spoken out mm-hmm. against this and said this needs to stop, but we have not stopped it yet. They're doing these injunctions on Trump all the time. Whenever they disagree mm-hmm. with him, they'll stop him from doing it before the decision's made, and it goes all the way up the ladder. This will likely climb the entire ladder all the way to the Supreme Court. You could be looking at two years before he even lays one piece of steel for this fencing that he's trying to well, do. Well, he could accelerate it to the Supreme Court. He could try, yeah. Yeah, he could try. You can accelerate. The president can accelerate it to the Supreme oh, Court. Well, the Supreme say, Court, is a, as a another branch, does not have to, doesn't have doesn't to do listen it. to him. Doesn't have to listen to him. But they can. But he, yeah. And if he tried to accelerate it through the Supreme Court, that actually would probably, if he fails in the Supreme Court to get this national emergency, it would help him make the case of we've got to change the court depending on who voted which way yeah right and 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 that's true and i think he will can also make a very good case at that point that he tried everything possible which some people who are looking at this you know bill mentioned this earlier of uh, bill o'reilly who's on with us earlier today mentioned this as a an idea that basically they're just concerned about his election and this is a message to his supporters look we we tried really hard on the border even if it fails which I think is is true. I I you know we've talked about this many times. I will tell you, uh, quite honestly, I am uh, do not think this is a good idea. I think it gives a terrible. It's a terrible precedent. Terrible Democrats precedent. will be able to do God only knows what with this power. Well, they've already said. They've already told they've already it. said it's going to be climate change, the uh, Second Amendment, which is which will be harder to harder. do. But they could do it with climate change. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one was uh, uh, healthcare. Healthcare. Mm-hmm. They said those are all in national emergencies, and we will. We'll do it. I mean, you know, is the debt not a national emergency? I mean, they could do it with that, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a million things that th- could happen. And what we are doing is transferring a giant 
a giant amount of power to the president, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat going forward. I think it's a terrible precedent to set. And I will say that uh, the right thing to do here is repeal and get rid of entirely the National Emergency Act. You can come up with a new version of it that might give a, a few, a couple months of leeway before Congress has to mm-hmm. pass something. But there's no, there's no reason for an unending power for the president to be able to spend money on things that, in this case specifically, Congress specifically rejected spending money the way that he's spending it. Now, I agree with the way he's spending it in many ways. But the con- Congress, who has the power of the purse, specifically rejected spending money on this. And now he is going through it and, and doing it anyway. The precedent being set there is really bad. He didn't get enough for it. And the people most excited about this is that field of 2020 Democrats who are salivating mm-hmm. with the opportunities that this gives them to go around the mm-hmm. voter, to go around Congress. And so, you know, that we don't the president doesn't have to sign this bill. Continuing resolution. You can do you something can pass else. Pass a continuing resolution. Even if you like the the national emergency right. part of this, you right. can still get out of this bill. The yeah. bill is the a bill is, is a is a dumpster fire. Albatross. It's it's worse than a dumpster fire. It's it's an uncontin. The dumpster's not there. It's just everything's on fire. <laughs> it's just everything <laughs> is on fire. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Do we miss anything here, uh, Jason? Before I move on, the wording is important here, Jason. Right? Because that the specifics were not given in the speech, but the wording of the act. That, that, that's what I'm most concerned with. That's what I really want to read now. Because, like I said before, the law specifically states you have to be very, very specific on how these are allocated. So we need to read this to see because you can t- it'll be well, it amusing. Makes, you can't can. just say a wall, right? It has to be specific areas where the wall is built, right. what, how it's going to be built, where you're getting the money from. Mm-hmm. He did say I wouldn't need these this fine talent if Congress would do their job. The fine talent he kept pointing out was the military. And keep an eye on how he says he can use the president will be able to use the National Guard, the Border Patrol, all that stuff. Like that's going to be very specific on how like how much power he has mm-hmm. and which will continue probably into the next president. This is this is not a good day for any side in my opinion. Mm-hmm. This is not a good day. This is a lose-lose unless you want to grab power. It's a lose-lose, whether it's happening today or five years down the road with another president. Uh, this is not um, uh, this is a horrible, horrendous bill that has been changed and added on to, I believe, from what the president said he would agree to. Um, it's horrible, horrendous. It 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 usurps everything he's tried to do and rubs his face uh, in it rubs your face in it the 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 idea that i'm going to sign the bill and declare a national emergency not a good idea he has the power to do it but i think that's going to come back and bite us in the end in a big way and we all lose and again either way we all lose on this you mentioned quickly the what the bill does and we discussed this in an hour one but if this bill had been effect for the past decade let's say um, the spending bill, 30 to 40% of the arrests of MS-13 members would have had to have been abandoned. Yes. Because they were, uh, they were in a underage. group that is protected in this bill. Underage children or, or people who are caretakers of underage aliens or people who live in the same household as a caretaker of an underage or, or could. Or could. Or it, says, the- it literally says potential sponsors or people who live with potential sponsors yep. of underage aliens. And it does get more money for ICE. Unfortunately, that money is to hire more ICE agents who are basically a travel agency. 
Mm-hmm. You can't you can't arrest more people. They've cut down on the bed. So ICE new members have to be hired so they can help those illegals get from the border to where they're going to where we'll process them sometime down the road. This is a a horrible bill. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. Um, tax season. Scammers are back. Make sure you protect your identity, protect your your pins and, you know, everything that you get from the IRS, your Social Security number. Now, LifeLock wants to remind you that somebody's identity is taken every two seconds, and that's why LifeLock exists. They were so far ahead of, of their time. Can, can you think of a company that was more ahead of their time than this? No, oh, no. I mean, they were talking about this way before I actually took it seriously. Right. I mean, I used to roll my eyes going, LifeLock, yeah, what are you going to use LifeLock for? And then 2000s came in, and you're like, okay, that's kind of really important. Now, it, it, you have to have it. You have to have it. Uh, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock has been doing it for so long they can uncover the threats that you might miss on your own. And they're checking things that your bank and your credit card, nobody nobody does this. It's only LifeLock. LifeLock. Get 10% off your first year right now by using the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. Get 10% off now. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there is a, there's another story that really, really um, astounds me. Uh, And that is this story of, what's his name? Justin... Justin's Justin's small small I whatever can't. I don't yeah, know he's the guy a, from Empire yeah he's a big star apparently from from Empire um, and a guy that I really felt bad for but I from the very beginning we didn't talk about it much because something didn't seem right and what didn't seem right to me at the very beginning was these guys were waiting in an alley or someplace they had rope uh, and bleach with them it was one of the coldest days of the year in chicago it was like two o'clock in the morning so two guys were just waiting for a black guy to come by so they could use the bleach and the rope on when it's like 10 below zero outside it just didn't seem to make sense to me and then the camera footage started coming out right and showing him completely fine on camera for all but about 60 seconds 60 seconds did the entire attack happen then? I, I mean, it, it's not completely impossible, I suppose, but yeah, you police know, are, I would say, very suspicious at this point that it was just a hoax. Well, they apparently um, uh, interviewed a couple of guys uh, at the airport yesterday and took them, took them into custody, and they're saying now that these guys were either the perpetrators um, uh, or they were there. Isn't that right? Uh, we're going to get John Ziegler, who's really been following this. Yeah. Um, but they're friends of his. <laughs> so the idea is that for some reason he decided to make this up, uh, and he has he has put the country through an, an emotional wreck. Uh, I mean, I really felt bad for the guy. We, you know, there were reports he's he's in the hospital and, and all of this. But the strange thing is he went out at 2 o'clock in the morning for a Subway sandwich, 10 below zero. 
Which, um, you know, connects with me as a fat guy. Yeah, like, it does. I, you know, it's going to go out and get, you have do to do something. It's food. Yeah. But now that you have DoorDash and, and Uber Eats, makes, why yeah. are you? So anyway, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, He and he gets a Subway sandwich. He goes. He is monitored the whole time because of the street cameras, except for this 60-second period. The 60-second period where they threw bleach on him, called him all kinds of names, uh, and and put a rope around his neck. Then he comes back into camera 60 seconds later, and he's walking, and he still has the Subway sandwich in his hand. Now, I'm a fat guy, but I think I dropped the Subway sandwich if somebody's throwing bleach on me and, uh, and putting a noose around my neck. Unless you're using it as a weapon. Um, occasionally you get that, that Subway bread that's been there a little too long. It's a little crusty, a little hard, and then maybe that could take a, a perpetrator out. But uh, don't think so. The odds are pretty low. Don't think so. So now what is this going to do? And, you know, what's really sad is we now have, I don't know, I hate to call them agents because it sounds like a conspiracy, but we do. We have agents uh, that are, you know, by themselves. They're not part of a a conspiracy. They just agree with the left that America should be taken down and and white people are bad and anything that adds to the cause uh, is good. And they're willing to do or say anything. Hmm. If this guy is indeed guilty of this as a hoax, I mean, he said he was on the phone with his agent uh, or his manager at 2 o'clock in the morning. And so his manager was the only witness but he won't turn over his phone. And the manager won't turn over his phone. Well, your phone would have record of that phone conversation. And so why won't you turn over your phone? And then seemingly when it was turned over, there was deleted things in there. I mean, it is a sketchy story. We'll get all the details with John Ziegler here in a second. Uh, but these hoaxes have happened over and over and over again. And, I mean, think of the the, the, the difference between the way the kid with the red hat was hit, was treated when he is uh, when there is footage of every second of it and there's nothing he did wrong and this is automatically the biggest crime in the world and we have absolutely no evidence of it none you're listening to glenn beck no one no one should feel unsafe in their home period fear doesn't have a place in a place like home and that's simply safe's mission from day one and now three million families agree and they don't have fear in their own home i remember when the company had six employees now they are one of the fastest growing security companies in the world uh they uh like i said cover three million people their homes and businesses here in just america they're starting to spread now overseas they're around the clock uh monitoring to make sure the police or fire or ambulance is on the way it's 14 dollars 99 a month and there's no long-term contract security sensors are tiny they blend into your home you won't even notice them there's no wiring that's top of the line it's simply get your system now own it own your own security. SimplySafeBeck.com. Get 10% discount. Promo code Beck. SimplySafeBeck.com. Did you know Jeffy has a new podcast? Shut I, up. I, I kid you not. It's called Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Get it wherever podcasts are sold. John Ziegler, one of our uh, one of our favorites, uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, uh, hosts. 
because he tells it like he sees it and uh, hell with the consequences. Uh, and he is a guy who has been out on the edge of stories like what's happening in Chicago before. Uh, and I think he's right. And this one, uh, this story in Chicago had no one willing to do the work, uh, at least in the national media. And he has been, it looks like as of last night, uh, it looks like he's right about this. John, welcome to the program. How are you? All right. Always good to talk to you, Glenn. Yeah. So, so John, tell the, everybody the story if anybody has been, hasn't been following it. Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Empire actor uh, Jesse Smollett uh, claimed that he was the victim of a heinous uh, hate crime at 2 a.m. in Chicago, uh, where the, the show is filmed, uh, that was directed at him because of his race, uh, his celebrity, and his homosexuality, and that this occurred in the middle of a polar vortex, which is totally normal uh, for uh, two people who apparently were Donald Trump supporters who yelled at him, this is MAGA country, because, again, that's totally normal, because everyone knows how well Trump did in Chicago, <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and how, how, big, how big a MAGA country Chicago really is. Um, and, and this uh, story also came to the police in a, in a rather odd way. There was a delay in calling 911. There were uh, details added after the original version of the story. Like the, the, like the MAGA part, right? That wasn't right. initially reported. Right, which is important, uh, as I think we'll get into later on, as to interpreting what really did happen here. Because there's really two stories. Whether what he said is true, and if it's not true, what really happened. And to me, uh, Glenn, debunking these super PC stories, as you've already suggested I've done numerous times before, is really a pretty simple mathematical equation. I mean, I mean, it's really – it's totally math. What I do is I take the plausibility of the story on its face, which in this case is probably about a 10 on a 100 scale. You add to that the amount of evidence corroborating it in comparison to what the evidence should exist, which was in this case, I don't know, maybe 20 out of 10. And then you divide it by how hesitant the media and the authorities are due to political correctness to debunk the story. And in this case, that's 100 because this guy – has a political correction force field yes. that's impenetrable. Okay, so uh, so hang on. I just want to make sure that I understand uh, because <laughs> the, what the what the claim is is that he was targeted, right? Right. Which, okay. Which, so which, which, go so he goes out of his apartment at two o'clock in the morning, and I don't think he set out a press release that he was going to walk to go to Subway. So we right. have to first believe that two people. In what, 10 below zero temperatures? Yeah, something, something along those okay. lines, yes. 10 below zero temperatures were waiting for him to cross their path on the way to getting this Subway sandwich at 2 o'clock in the morning with bleach and a rope. Right, because he, he, he got the rope uh, hung around his neck, which, but bizarrely, he kept around his neck for like 45 minutes afterwards. <laughs> By the way, this rope, from what I understand, is, is barely can, uh, a rope. I, I'm not sure, sure it would be correct to call it a rope, but, but yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, the, the, this, the, and of course, to me, it's, it's, obviously, it's 2 a.m., it's, it's dark. He's not a real celebrity. Uh, I, I would not have recognized him. And, and by the way, how many Ma uh, Trump supporters are big Empire fans? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the whole thing is absurd on its face, and, and there's no evidence to back it up. And the first time that I – well, the, uh, it wasn't the first time, but the first time I thought this thing might fall apart was when the police – 
who do not have any incentive to debunk this because, you know, of the political correctness. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Especially in in Chicago. When they started to to leak things, like, for instance, we've gone through hundreds of hours of of, uh, surveillance tape, which all of this area has video cameras everywhere, and they couldn't find anything to support the story. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. There's no way that the police would be even leaking that on background unless there was some real strong suspicions about what happened. And then... I and I have to say, even though I believe I'm right in the big picture here, I was wrong in in interpreting one piece of of evidence that I think the uh, the police may have snookered Smollett on. At least that's my current interpretation, and that is they released a few days after this the uh, a photograph of two quote unquote persons of interest. And when they, they, this got a lot of hype because oh they found the persons of interest, this story is real, and of course then they released this photo and it's basically two blobs who are are not even close to where this thing happened, and supposedly they were walking away from it before it even occurred. And I I thought that was laughable. I thought, there's no way these two people have anything to do with this. Well, I, I now believe from my media sources, and it's important to point out, that part of the reason I got involved in this, Glenn, is because the media in Chicago... But doesn't believe the story. The police don't believe the story. But there's censorship going on because no one wants to be the first to debunk it because they will be vulnerable to attack. Sure. And so they've been basically saying to me, "Hey, Zig, uh, you know, here's what's really going on." And what I now believe happened is that through using incredible modern technology, the authorities have known who these two guys were from very early on in the investigation and not telling us that. And it was only after Smollett went on Good, Good, Good Morning America and actually ID'd those two people laughably as, yep, I know they're the ones that did this, that we find out, lo and behold, guess what? The authorities know who they are, they're questioning them, and they have been extras on the TV show Empire. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and, uh, and now we know that the Smollett story, we don't know what for sure. I have a couple of theories that are being, and the, what the police, I think, are debating about, two different theories about what happened here. But we now know that Smollett knew his attackers, and that destroys the whole story. There's no way this was a Trump-related hate crime, and then you go from there. Is it possible, oh, John, that they that a did these people who worked on the set of Empire have a beef with him and 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 want to take him on, or is well, it possible that maybe the attackers wanted to make this happen to make you know Trump supporters look bad and 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 Jesse is not actually involved in this? Well, that's the, in my opinion and the opinion of my sources, that is the, the debate that's going on in the police department right now. And that's why last night the police department put out a statement that, of course, the media latched onto is, oh, see, this isn't necessarily a hoax. No, no, no. Read that statement carefully. Don't read it like a kindergartner. Read it like, read it like somebody who's lived life. And, uh, and, the, and the reality is they didn't deny that, uh, that there's a major problem with Smollett's story. Here's what it breaks down to. Was the story a premeditated hoax, or was it a domestic dispute gone bad that got post-meditated into a hate crime? The ABC, the local ABC reporter who's been on this from the beginning, has done great work. He reported, and that broke the story open last night, that it was a premeditated hoax, and that's what police were believing. 
I have never believed that because there's certain details in this that don't make sense. If this was premeditated hoax, it was incredibly poorly done. Like, who decides to do this at 2 a.m. in the middle of a polar vortex? I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could do this, plus the details. They, not, not putting forward the MAGA detail right off the bat, to me, eliminates the idea this was a premeditated hoax to try to create a hate crime, because why would you withhold that from police? So I, be- I personally believe in the domestic dispute gone bad, uh, uh, post-meditated, let's create a hate crime, and that may have been planted in Smollett's head because there was this threatening letter that was sent to the show about a week beforehand, and it got it spun out of control. That's so when you I say believe. a domestic dispute, are you saying that this is th- these are two lovers of his or one lover well, who got somebody here's, else? Here's, or? Here's, there is a segment of the police who have been telling their media sources from the beginning that they believe that, that one of the two guys that are in that photograph and are being spoken to by police right now was in a relationship with Smollett, that Smollett cheated on him, and that this was a revenge attack on him uh, for what I'm referring to as politely as possible <laughs> as a domestic dispute. Uh, and and that, that, that Smollett, in a panic, uh, started to go down the, a, a different path. It spun out of control. He added the Trump thing because he's a very anti-Trump person, and he knew the media would lap that up, and of course they did, and now it's much bigger than he ever expected. Now he's trapped, and now the story is falling apart because it turns out he knows his attackers. And here's, here's the key part. This is part of why the police are confused. I am told that those two guys are changing their story, that their story is evolving, and that that's why there is a conflict within the police department of Chicago as to whether this was pre meditated hoax or post-meditated panic hate crime. And so that's why I think we're seeing a hesitation right now as to where the police are going on this. But the bottom line is the story is not true. He was not attacked by, uh, by Donald Trump supporters in a hate crime. That did not happen. Do we know the race of these two guys? They're Jamaicans. Which, you know, for, you know, of course, Trump is very big in Jamaica. And I'm sure I'm sure that I mean, and of course, you would never recognize a Jamaican accent either at uh, 2 a.m. in Chicago. No, not uh, if they're I mean, talking to you. It's 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 like a Chicagoan accent. Right. Exactly. Mm. So, I mean, the whole the whole story makes perfect sense. Right. I mean, and, and I think the most important part of this whole thing, folks, is that this is a, a perfect example of how the, the news media, the inter- entertainment industry uh, and, and sometimes even the authorities have become so politically correct. They're so willing to buy into these B.S. stories, whether it's Brett Kavanaugh or Jim Jordan. or You, know, you remember the, the story that we talked about a couple of years ago with mm-hmm. the Santa who faked the boy's death. Mm-hmm. The Air Force Academy had one of these uh, stories last year that I called him on turned out to be a fake hate crime and, and you and i've talked many times about the penn state joe paterno jerry sandusky case the more politically correct the story is the more likely it is not to be true because there's no incentive for anyone to debunk it because the media is not about the truth it's about protecting the gig all right that's the most important thing the truth gets lost in all this because popularity is the coin of the realm and no one wants to do anything that's unpopular because you might get fired especially in a case like this so john tell me what you think is going to happen we are you are you claiming that this story is absolutely not true and the police are going to come out with it's not true this was not a hate crime this is one of these two things 
I think they have to pick a lane, and I also think there's going to be a lot of pushback politically, and so I still think this may end up going down the memory hole. Now, the people close to this say no, and interestingly, they say Rahm Emanuel, the mayor of Chicago, is going to be the one who forces this thing to get solved because he apparently, I am told, secondhand, but reliably, he is pissed. And that, uh, and I think that they were they were willing to let this go down the memory hole until he went on Good Morning America, and then they decided, all right, uh, let, let's unleash the dogs. And I think that the, I, I, so, in the real world, this story is going down. Uh, whether or not anything happens to him, I, you know, I am a cynic, so I, I will reserve judgment on that. When do you expect to hear more? Well, I mean, they, they have 48 hours from last night to charge the two guys that they're they're currently questioning. So I think we'll know a lot more uh, within that 48-hour time right. span, so, which is about another 36 hours or so. So can we get you back on the air on Monday? I'd love oh, to hear sure. an update. Let, let's do it. Okay. John Ziegler, thank you so much. Zygmunt Freud, Z-I-G, man, Freud, uh, is where you can uh, follow him. Also, he writes for Mediate. John Ziegler, thank you so much. All right, sponsor this half hour is X Chair. All chairs are not the same. There are the crappy chairs that you sit in. You're like, oh, love this. Thank you very much. It's wonderful. Then there's the X Chair. Now, you can spend a lot for a very uncomfortable chair. Uh, I don't know why, but people do it. uh, And you can spend a lot on that. Or you can spend a reasonable amount of money uh, on an X Chair or X Chair Basic. Now, the, the regular X Chair is i mean it's it's got every adjustment known to man um but the x basic is just as comfortable it's great and it's great if you happen to be you can lean back in it and if you happen to work with someone who bores you uh in an unending way over a 20-year period you can just fall glenn oh (laughs) that's too i'm sorry i didn't hear what you were saying backfired on me there but it's exactly (laughs) right it's exactly right it is so comfortable i'm i'm not making this up it is as comfortable as any recliner i've ever sat in and you can go now get the x chair basic it is at a great price x chair basic comes with 30 day no questions asked guarantee complete satisfaction so you can take advantage of the uh, $100 off offer. Uh, also, new financing option is available. You pay as little as $30 a month. It's xchairbeck.com. We use the promo code BECK right now, B-E-C-K. You also get a free footrest, which makes it even more like a recliner, except you're expected to work in it. It's xchairbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Let me just uh, end on this uh, post-Valentine note. Uh, You know, people have said that Kanye West was, you know, insane. They've said it for a long, long time for many different reasons. Lately, it was because he was pro-Trump, blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, and and I respect his right to his opinion and, uh, you know, you know, God bless him. I thought he was very, very brave. Mm-hmm. However, there is a point when bravery just turns to insanity, and that is inviting Kenny G <laughs> to come and play at your house. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Kim's birthday or Kim Kardashian's birthday? No, or something? I thought that was for Valentine's Day. Or was it just Valentine's yeah, Day? I thought it was okay. Valentine's Day. Kanye surprised me with Kenny G. Yeah, that would be quite a surprise. Oh, yeah. Oh, good God, you brought him into the house? And I have to stand here and listen to him play that stupid horn? How many times have you heard people say, you know who Kanye West, I don't, I don't like him, but he's a musical genius. No, he's not. He's if booking he brought, Kenny G. He's booking okay. Kenny G. 
Uh, did you know, by the way, they said Kenny G uh, apparently was contacted 12 hours before the event and asked to come. Apparently available. <laughs> apparently with 12 hours notice. Really? Available for wow. that gig. On Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. You have to think it's the probably the, the biggest Kenny day G. Right, of yeah, the year that's for when Kenny G. I'm trying to think of who goes to a Kenny G concert, though. I don't know. I mean, he still has a career and everything, I guess, but... And I will say, there's a very big possibility that the reason he showed up at that gig is because Kanye West threw like five hundred thousand dollars at yeah, him. So yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I would also show up at Kanye's, and I would right. even attempt to play the horn. Right, uh, I'll try anything you want. Right, pretty much for five hundred grand. Right. So right. I understand this. Yeah, but uh, that is an odd gesture from who, a guy who's supposed to be a genius rapper to book Kenny G. I mean, <laughs> for his celebrity <laughs> wife. It's, uh, it's a weird world. It, 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 they may be right. Kanye is not really black. He's an old white woman. <laughs> <laughs> i just saying. All right. Have a safe weekend. Uh, we will see you uh, on Monday. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of, uh, of this, dare I say it, tribe. God bless. You're listening to Glenn Beck.